Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I am joined by the two other members of the Legion of Gloom. What's up, Chuck and Gene? <laughs> uh, hey, Dave. Uh, it's Chuck Siders. You can find me on Twitter at Chuck Siders. You can find the show at Potadelphia. And I'm Gene Zilak. You can find me at Producer Gene. And I always wanted to be Mikhail Renberg somewhere, so... Anywhere. I was just straight up calling him Michael. <laughs> Michael? Was that wrong? No. no. No, I think we did call him Michael at the time. I I, I think, oh, if Gene didn't taint the uh, the water there, I probably would have just said Michael Renberg. Michael yes, Renberg, so... not Mikhail Renberg? Not Mike. <laughs> it's not, not like is, uh, Mikey Renberg? <laughs> that is the one uh, Flyers jersey in my career that I have owned is a John LeClaire jersey. I had I had the one Flyers poster. Well, no, that's not true. I have one now. But in my in my growing up time, in my youth, I had over my bedroom door the Legion of Doom. Nice, oh, nice. Legion of Doom was great. I don't think I don't think I owned a single Flyers poster. And currently now I have once in, and and always GM uh, or, or once in former GM Ron Hextall. I have that. I have a framed Ron Hextall actually. <laughs> In his GM days? Exactly, I was going to say. Sadly, no. G- <laughs> I wish I had a Ron next all GM poster, though, like in a suit, like scowling. All right, so H- we hitting are. Chris Chelios with a clipboard. <laughs> all right, so we are in a wash of excitement in Philadelphia right now. The, the Phillies are off to a tremendous start. We have uh, the Sixers are making a, a, a playoff push, but we are here to eulogize the deceased corpse of the 2018-2019 Philadelphia Flyers. Did I did I say that? Did I do the year thing appropriately for you, Chuck? Yes, you did. And the year thing was only ever for football. <laughs> it's because that's the only one they where they don't acknowledge that it spans two years. Basketball 2018-19, hockey 2018-19, baseball, thank God for it. It's all in one year. But football, we just left the 2018 season, and the the Patriots won the 2018 Super Bowl. Uh, all right, all right, that's a different show. It. An, we don't need to relive it. That's in the archive. But so the Flyers thing... officially officially eliminated from playoff contention. Yes, they are, and it it took time getting there. It was a, a painful last <laughs> few games where. The, we just ran out of steam. We just ran out of runway. The the miracle comeback, you know, that just wasn't going to happen, which, I mean, if you're paying attention, you kind of knew we, we just had uh, dug ourselves too big a hole. Yeah, I, I feel like if there was more runway, we would have ended further from the playoffs than we did. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's – we – we have lost that momentum that we had through uh, most of January, all of February, and the first two weeks of March, give or take. And now we are just out of gas. And whatever magic we had is gone. And I, uh, as we're recording this, I think there are two more games left in the season. And I have no hope <laughs> that those two games will be anything to, to write home about. But I I don't know. We just dug ourselves such a hole that if we had another month, I don't think we have this talent 
to have kept up the level of play. We were playing on the same pace as the Tampa Bay Lightning, and this this Flyers team is clearly not as good, not even close to as good as the the Tampa Bay Lightning. So maybe this is a good place to start, Chuck. What what caused all of the like? What was the thing that got us off the rails? Where where did it all go wrong? Like. It feels like the second half of the season, we were, you know, uh, certainly a, a team that shouldn't have been scrapping to try and get into the eighth seed. You know, we should have been, you know, and I think we had talked about at the beginning of the year, we all kind of thought maybe we'd be a middle of the pack, win a first round series of the playoffs and then see what happens kind of team. Was it, was it something in the beginning? Did we just not, did we never have a chance going in with Ron Hextall as the GM and Dave Hextall as the coach? Was was that was that our mistake? Was even walk trying to go in the walk in the door with that setup? Oh, that's that's the question, man. And that's I think this is our third eulogy. We had the Phillies, uh, we had the Eagles, and now we have the Flyers. And I think this might be the most frustrating eulogy of them all because it, we were expecting something so different this season. This was supposed to be the year we took a step ahead. And yeah, we all, uh, most of us had problems with Dave Haxtell. I was more generous to him than most, but most of us had problems with Dave Haxtell and, and his style of play and his coaching decisions. But it, there's so many little factors that led to this season being a lost one that it's, it's incredibly frustrating for me. Um, we'll go back to some of the things uh, you, you can go back and listen to our sister show, Should We Lose for Hughes? Um, and the Flyers went on that incredible run immediately after we released that show. Yeah. <laughs> but it comes down to the goaltending. Um, it was a bad plan by Hextall and bad luck on top. We went into the season with four goalies recovering from injury, and none of them were in terrific health. Um, Neuvert, like his career is probably done. Elliot was still recovering from that main surgery. Lion, to a lesser extent, Stolarz always. But but I mean, isn't injury. this the thing that like pisses you off? Because what is the better option? Is to go find some like journeyman goaltender out there on the market? We tried uh, that, that too. Was, Formerly uh, the captain of a, 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 a Star Trek uh, <laughs> starship, or just promote the damn phenom that you have sitting under your nose. I would it have made a difference? I mean, it, it, if in his development standpoint, would it have made a difference if you brought him up a month earlier, one way or the other? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a big question. And real quick, I thought when you said the captain of the Enterprise, you were making. Uh, Shout out to Kirk McLean, Captain Kirk, for, <laughs> old goaltender for the Vancouver Canucks. I'm like, hell of a pull. Oh, then I forgot that. Oh, no, Picard. Uh, Cal Pickard uh, was on our team this year. Um, along with like eight other goalies. <laughs> along with seven others. Um, but I don't think it would have hurt his long-term development. Hold on, wait, I, wait. I more, wait, has there been more Flyers goaltenders this season or captains of the Enterprise in the history of Star Trek? Oh, there's more goalies. I think there's six captains. <laughs> Gene, you, you just gave a tell right there, so I'm uh, pegging you, Trekkie. I'm a geek. <laughs> no, it's the big tell was whenever who was dating a 
Kardashian when we insist on pronouncing as Kardashian on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so so where the hell were we? Oh, yeah. So Carter Hart, I I think for his overall development, um, this year has been great for Carter Hart. It's been bad for the Flyers, but good for him. It's hard to say what would have happened if things played out differently. I'm not certain he struggles in the NHL fairly consequence-free like he did in the AHL. Like in the AHL, he struggled, but that's okay. That's why he was down there. And by the time he got called up, he was coming into a no-pressure situation that he like he saved the season. Well, I mean... Not quite. Yeah, he, he almost he, saved the season. He moved it from a no-pressure situation to a pressure situation. Exactly. And he really thrived in it. But imagine he started the season with the Flyers, and instead of struggling like he did with Phantoms, he struggled up here. And now, all of a sudden, he's the quote-unquote reason that this is a lost season for the Flyers. Now, I don't think in the long-term development of Carter Hart, it would have affected him. But I don't think we'd be in as good a place as we are going into next season with Carter Hart. I feel incredibly comfortable having Carter Hart be our 1A starter next year. Well, and you should. Yeah, but I'm not certain that would have been the case if if he started the year with the Flyers, then maybe was sent down the Phantoms for a conditioning stint and then well, come back up. Well, I and... think I would contest that if we brought him up, uh, he'd be getting his first taste of playoff experience this year in his <sighs> first round exit against the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> but then that becomes a, a whole what-if scenario of, is Dave Haxtall still here in that situation? Probably yes. Is Ron Hextall still here in that situation? Probably yes. But they should be because they made the right decision on how to navigate the team. So it's like a whole different. Yeah, it's it's a whole alternate reality. Well, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, right? (laughs) Yes, we would. Here's the thing. I didn't necessarily, up until the minute that Ron Hextall got fired, in any scenario leading up to that situation, did I think that Ron Hextall was going to be the fall guy. I certainly didn't think he was going to go first. Uh, do you, I mean, trying to put ourselves back in that mindset, do you, do you feel like that, that this was the only way to kind of rebuild, was to completely, uh, you know, belly out, scorched essentially? Earth. Yeah, scorched earth, take take <laughs> the whole team out? I mean, we, we've we've had trickles of information that, Ron was really kind of tweaking the, to put it politely, tweaking the culture around flyerdom, and that really rubbed a lot of the 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 flyer family. I thought you were going to say way. tweaking the nipples of the organization. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay. Those big Comcast nipples over there. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, I didn't have the inkling that he was he was ruffling feathers or tweaking nipples or or doing whatever weird analogy we're coming up with but i i i'm just picturing ron hextall giving like dave scott a titty twister just like bam start the goalie <laughs> he probably would too um no it's it, he was just too stubborn for his own good like they after the start they had, he was just, he was going to be patient. Like, I, uh, 
if he were still here, I don't think this off season that we're really hoping to see would be a possibility. I think it would just be another incremental step. Claude Giroux, another year older. Jake Voracek, another year older. And, you know, Carter Hart would not have gone up to the NHL. And it it just would have been, you know, another baby step. And And if you look at this team, if you look at the positives of this year, Carter Hart, Travis Konechny, uh, Phil Myers, Travis Sanheim, there a lot of kids got a lot of miles this year, and it's very encouraging. And I don't know if Phil Myers would have gotten the time he would have with the Flyers if if Hacks if Hackstall and Hackstall were still here. Um, Travis Sanheim was low man on uh, Hackstall's totem pole. You know, so Hackstall leaves. Travis Sanheim is getting minutes. Uh, just below that of Proveroff. So Scott Gordon's so, a genius, right? <laughs> Scott Gordon did a good job. Scott Gordon did a good job. And he's um, going to be back with the Phantoms next year, right? I don't know. I I, I do not think he's going to be behind the Flyers bench. Do you think that he would get hired by another NHL team if the Flyers decide not to rehire him? Or not to hire him, I guess. He's not going to be rehired. Yeah. No. I don't know. Um, He... I don't know how many coaching vacancies there are or what's going to be out there at the end of the season and who Scott Gordon might be a good fit for. I think he's done enough to, you know, to for have this to be a good entry on his resume so that if he's not a head coach, he'll be an assistant with the head coach, like, you know, head coach and waiting somewhere. If I had to guess, I'd say he goes back to the Phantoms and, you know, some mid-season coach, uh, coaching vacancy, he comes in and fills it. But I, I, I'm i pretty confident he's not going to be the Flyers head coach next year. Who will be the Flyers head coach next year? I'm a little worried that it's not going to be Quenville. Why? Why are you worried about that? Just because it hasn't happened yet. Dude, we and, got Bryce Harper. Yeah, I know. The, the, oh, this is 100% Bryce Harper. This is a hundred percent Bryce Harper. Of we are definitely getting Harper. We're definitely getting Harper. Then I'm a little worried, but I think we're getting Harper. And then it's I don't care. I, I don't want I him, want anyway. him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a Philly guy. <laughs> um, if I had to put money on it, I'd still say uh, Quenville's. It's Qu- Quenville's coming to, coming to Philly, or he's not going anywhere, right? Depends if there's another opening, like. Someone I heard rumblings of Florida who people are connecting Sergey Bobrovsky and Artemi Panarin to Florida to go there. And, you know, may, maybe, you know, Coach Q likes that opportunity. I, I think the Flyers are a great opportunity. I, I really do. I think there was smoke earlier this year. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I I'm going to be more confident here. I'm going to say I am actively expecting Quenville to be the coach. Well, we uh, need we need John Middleton to go fly out there and have a dinner with him. <laughs> Show really his talk intensity. to his wife. Yeah, look how intense I am. 
So get the cigar. here's All the right. thing, Chuck, you said we're, we, we have things to look forward to in the offseason. So t- convince me that next year we're not going to be just a sacrificial lamb for what is clearly going to be the Tampa Bay Lightning dynasty in the NHL. Um, well, can we take Tampa Bay out of it? I don't know. Um, but it, I'm only Tampa, being a little sarcastic because I don't think there's such a thing as... You just have to avoid Tampa as long as humanly possible. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that there's going to be such a thing as dynasties in the NHL. It seems like the things turn over so fast in the league. And that's really true. And I, I think... It's um, good news for us. It is good news for us. And we have a obscene amount of cap space going into the offseason. And I am... To go back to our, our favorite Philly team, the Phillies, I am optimistic this offseason could be as revolutionary for the Flyers as this past one was for the Phillies. I don't think we're going to get the big-name free agents unless you consider Matt Duchesne a big name. I wouldn't be surprised to see him come here and become our our second-line center. Um, Eric Carlson's the big name on defense. I don't think he's coming here. I don't particularly want him. Um, he's a great player. I'd be happy to have him. I just am wary of Hall of Fame Swedes with uh, ankle problems. Um, We've been burned once or twice yeah, on those. We we have. I I just expect there to be roster tur- turnover in the form of trades, and you know that's where I could see someone like uh, Ghost moving. Maybe Travis Sanheim. Maybe uh, Joel Farabee or Morgan Frost. No, Morgan <laughs> Frost. <laughs> but if it is, if Morgan Frost does go, it's going to be, and I'm screaming for Mitch Marner. That That's who I want out of Toronto. But it's going to be somebody who is either in cap trouble now or going to be in cap trouble in the future, uh, like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is going to be in a real bind cap-wise in the the near future. I don't think next season, but definitely the season after that. So you have some great players out there that just aren't going to be a fit. So if you can offer some younger, cheaper assets who, the, who you hope can blossom into uh, legit NHLers for a, a proven commodity, I think, I think the Flyers have a lot of leeway there. So I, I think we're going to see at least two major additions, uh, one on offense, one on defense. Ugh. All right. We're going to see at least one major addition on offense. We're going to get a offensive weapon in here that we'll recognize by name. I think will be enough to impact the team on defense. We're going to get a, a a good defenseman, maybe another Ratko Gudis quality type to really fill in the the bottom three of our defense and add a little veteran presence there. I would like something better, obviously, but I think we're going to get a, a you know a nice, reliable, good uh, defenseman. Not not good and cheap. Not just veteran for veteran's sake. A good defenseman is going to come in here. Uh, backup goalie, I think it's Cam Talbot. But there, there should be a lot of turnover here. I think no one is safe outside of Giroux, 
Hart, and Proveroff, I can legitimately see anybody else being moved. And hopefully, if uh, Chuck Fletcher takes advantage of the cap space, of the assets he has, we can make a big leap forward. The Flyers should have been better this year. They should have been. The big frustration is that they weren't. Um, but we have seen a lot of our young talent look good, either so that we can keep them here or move them for for something else. Um, okay, okay. I mean, so you mentioned earlier talk about like this is being our third eulogy, and this one's the most frustrating. I feel like this one I'm going into I'm kind of like the most apathetic. Like I felt very like passionate rage at the Phillies last year and the Eagles was, were kind of like, I don't know. It was, I want to say like exceeded my expectations, but they exceeded our mid season expectations. So I wasn't entirely disappointed this, this season. I mean, especially at the end, it just felt like, um, like a slog that we needed to get through. And so, I mean, we had, so what, what do you think, was the most exciting part of this year. Like if it was something that, you know, was it because to me it's between gritty <laughs> and Carter Hart. Those are excellent choices. And before I go into that, I wanted to say the reason that makes this uh eulogy the most frustrating is because it's the most apathetic. Like yeah. you know, from the point uh Hextall and Hackstall were fired we kind of knew it was a lost season. We went the cheer for the lose for Hughes. I do think it was better in the long run that we got to see some of the younger players develop, get a little better idea of what we have. But it's just sort of like, okay, well, that happened. What are we going to remember about this season? Carter Hart and Gritty. Whereas, you know, the Eagles season, it was the Super Bowl victory lap. The... Philly season, it was a lot of unexpected success and really hoping to build off it. This season was just kind of, all right, you know, just a wasted year. Um, but to take it on the positive side, I would say Carter Hart was definitely my high point. I had a lot of hope for him coming in. I felt comfortable and as confident as I am, as I could be in a young goaltender. You know, they, they always scare the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, I've I've seen a lot of good goalies just go really bad, but I am really confident we have our franchise goaltender, and that's exciting as hell. Can I just say I went on Tankathon, and uh, I ran the, the, uh, the lottery simulator three times, and on the third try, I got the number one pick for the Flyers. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's not shame, bad. Dude. What was that, Gene? I said that's not bad considering we're going to finish like the bottom of the middle. Uh, I mean, we're we're dropping. Florida's overtaking us. Uh, Arizona's overtaking. Oh yeah, we're we're eleventh right now. Let's see what happens when I ta- uh, tank. <laughs> nothing. Da-da-da, nothing. Hey, got third overall. I'll take All it. Right. right? So, yeah, it seems like we're going to pick eleventh. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> and it should be a decent player at eleven, but. Um, other high points, I was happy with the play of Phil Myers and Travis Sanheim. That really does give me hope for us having a really dominant defense in the future. Travis Konechny, man, how how do you not love that 
you know, he's like Danny Bre- uh Danny Briere 2.0, little and obnoxious. Yeah, he's super fun. Score. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Couturier, uh, another great season by Couturier. Showed off that he really can be the number one center. Um, Giroux, another great year on the wing. So there was a lot to be excited about there. But my number one overall is Carter Hart. Dave, what's yeah. your number one overall? I mean, it's got to be Carter Hart for me because I feel totally vindicated that I was banging that drum from <laughs> from preseason. I mean, we had the Carter Hart watch for crying out loud on this show from episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it certainly, you know, it paid off. You know, the, gritty is awesome though. Like gritty brings me such joy. Yeah, and Gritty hasn't gotten old. If anything, Gritty has gotten stronger. <laughs> and I was just thinking back to um, our very first episode, episode zero, our preview episode about mascots and just the idea that, oh, the Flyers don't have a mascot. Would you even want one? And now I'm like, Gritty is such a fixture with the Flyers. He really is, you know, the fanatic's maniacal cousin that it's just great to have him around. And I don't think it's going to be like, oh, Gritty was a one-hit wonder. I think I think Gritty's here to stay, and I, I think he's going to be a, a positive fixture at Flyers games for many, many years. The beautiful yeah, thing... You wouldn't, have the, uh, you wouldn't have the T-shirt, the epic uh, Fanatic Gritty T-shirt. Oh, yeah. The beautiful thing about Gritty and the Fanatic is I feel like they kind of embody both sides of being a Philadelphia sports fan, as well as the two sides of being a Philadelphia sports fan because of the teams that they represent. I feel like there's a certain amount of like the classy, intelligent baseball fan that embodies the 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 Phillies part of our fandom. You know, we we take pride in not only the fact do we love baseball, but we we know baseball. And you'll hear people say that about Philadelphia fans. Um, Especially it was illustrated by like other events that have happened that some other fan bases don't know the game. But Gritty, I think, really embodies that that other side of being a Philadelphia fan, the, the, the flyers, the flyers fan part of us, you know what I mean? And I, I feel like there's no other way to, to, to to express that other than just watch the clip of gritty being picked on by one of the mites on ice and then gritty giving it right back to him and literally (laughs) carrying the child off the ice. After being gritty after, represents that side of fandom that you don't talk about at dinner parties. <laughs> you want gritty on that wall. Yeah. yeah. Gritty shows up at the dinner parties after you had a few too many. <laughs> he takes your kid's stick and throws it away from him and then carries him off the ice. That's what gritty does. He he will if you're if you're sitting in the crowd with a suit and tie and talking on your phone, gritty will spray you with spray with with string stuff and and probably <laughs> flop his belly on top of you he, he doesn't well, care do you think we will see a uh run on um sort of uh i don't know dark edged mascots <laughs> i think people will try it i mean the the funniest thing sticking with hockey is was it bailey from the la kings like his whole attempt to be a hard ass in response to gritty just made him seem like like a whiner and a diva. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it's so it's a really tough line to walk and you have to be the right fan base like i don't think this is gonna fly you know for the jacksonville jaguars you know right although gritty and florida man probably would have some really good times <laughs> together um, but it, it definitely works here it definitely works for the flyers i mean who's uh the red scots mascot wally the, yeah. the green monster yeah, yeah. wall wally i don't well, know now we're doing a disney movie but the, uh, <laughs> but like he's somebody who could have it so i i think an attempt will be made but i think uh gritty's unique and, and you know gritty will be the only gritty that there is really it's insane to think that philadelphia has the fanatic and gritty like it just it seems like an embarrassment yeah. of riches like how did we get yeah but we also have franklin and swoop well we you can't have everything <laughs> right right i the, if the six i don't really care about swoop whatever i think the sixers need to step up their mascot that's my it is kind of my one mascot wish for this at this point <laughs> But I think um I think the next team that should get like a like a gritty type mascot. I'm thinking I'm thinking White Sox. Oh yeah, they have kind of that 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 edge to them historically. Yeah. And they're yeah, not the afraid to scandal. look ugly. I mean, think of some of their uniform choices. Maybe you could call them Scandal. Scandal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Oh, there's Scandal coming out in the field. <laughs> What's that in his back pocket? It's a roll of hundreds. Oh, Scandal doesn't know how it got there. And now he's stealing the White Sox bats? Scandal, get back here. You scamp throwing a World Series. I'm, I'm sorry. I took us way off topic from the, from yeah, the Flyers. Well, I, I, I chose the power of Gritty that it's just like, yeah, apathetic about the Flyers. Who is the highlight? Gritty. All right, now we're going to do 20 minutes on that. I know, I know. It's hard not to. It's hard not to. Uh, what else? What else do we have on the Flyers? I mean, uh, Dave, uh, we got my highlight and your highlight. Gene, like anything jump out to you outside of Gritty, outside of Carter Hart? And the well, answer can be no. But... Well, I think that those two obviously probably were the were the big big highlights. But I guess I want to say in my personal f- fandom for the Flyers this year, this season is always going to go back to uh being out for the you know the stadium series i feel like that was kind of a once in a lifetime i know it's one game in a season but you know when i when i think back on this year you know 5 years from now 10 years from now i'm going to be like yeah you know it was kind of a dud of a year for the team but man for one night you know it was they put on a hell of an event i'm glad i was there um you know, so I think that was uh, probably my highlight. I think that was probably, and there were 70,000 people there, so I think that was a highlight for a lot of us. Um, yeah, I mean, we called it their, like our Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and by God, we, and the other thing is it kind of encapsulated the, the thing I think that was most fun about this team this year. There were a lot of games, they were down late, and and they, they showed a lot of fight. They showed a lot of, um, we're not going to just lay down here in a game pull we a lot of pull the goalie magic and you know i feel like just in that one kind of one game you kind of if you you know you take that as as just a representative of how they were playing that whole stretch of time when they were good and i feel like it was a good a a good 
representation of the personality of this team. You know, they tried to the very end. Sometimes they they just they didn't quite get there. And in this case, you know, they they just didn't quite get there. But they there were some moments during the season I had a lot of fun watching them. Not so much lately. They they have kind of lost their you know the edge has kind of come off the knife here lately. But um, I'm really looking. This is probably more so than last year. And last year they're in the playoffs. I am really looking forward to. Uh, what they do in the off season, I'm going to follow it really closely, and I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, some stability and seeing what things are going to look like next year with with a team that's less about the kids and more about getting better. Yeah, yeah, good points all around. I think the 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 stadium series game it really was in the midst of that that we saved the season. You know, we we gave people something to root for, something to cheer for, turnaround. Uh, being Wayne Simmons last game, you know, finally winning an outdoor game, crushing the Penguin spirit. Like it was it was great. It was a real highlight of the season. And, you know, going forward, I just, <laughs> you were talking about, you know, last year we we're in the playoffs, but you're really looking forward to the off season. I have a certain level of like off season fandom that's real casual. That's just sort of like once a day. Uh, any flyers news nothing all right cool back to my summer but i gotta say the nhl playoffs it's not the same without the flyers but it's a different kind of enjoyment that they can just put the season and the worry behind me and just go all right who's playing tonight what's happening are the penguins losing and then outside of that i can just enjoy the uh, the (laughs) nhl playoffs this year yeah, that's kind of the way I felt about the uh, baseball playoffs after the Phillies kind of fell out of it. You know, it's like just the challenge of if I can stay awake long enough to watch the games, you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, NHL playoffs are great like, just to casually sit back and watch because, you know, it's, it's high drama every night. Um. All right. So is that it? Do we, do we toss some dirt on this grave? I think we should. Uh, I do want to throw it out there. Uh, the NHL, uh, due to their current playoff format, likes to promote the brackets. Potadelphia has a bracket going, and currently what? there's no prize. Um, but <laughs> if we get, let's say, uh, I'm going to come up with the magic number. I'm not telling you, but I just put it in my head. Um, but if we surpass that magic number, I will go to my Flyers memorabilia and put a prize up for the person Whoa. to finish in the top um i hope i win yeah i don't know if i'm giving it to you <laughs> i'll buy you a beer dave <laughs> um but actually i'm thinking of a puck i have from the vancouver olympics so if we what? get over uh 16 participants i'm putting that out there if we get over 16 participants bobby clark's number in our um nhl bracket Pool. How can uh, how can one find this bracket pool to sign up? Well, you can search uh, on the NHL website for Potadelphia okay. uh, on the Potadelphia Twitter feed. Uh, I shared a link earlier. I'll be doing it again periodically leading up to the playoffs. But we're doing our first ever contest here, really impromptu. But if you want a, <laughs> no, it's great. Keep, keep going. 
a game used. You've given away some more of your stuff, Chuck. I love it. <laughs> Pretty soon my wife will be hopping on it's here. Nice and just art you have behind you. <laughs> yes. Here's all the things we wanted to get rid of. Slightly used Batman toys. Very used Batman toys. Ninja Turtles missing arms. Um, But... So find our playoff bracket. If we get more than 16 participants, a puck from the 2010 Vancouver Olympics can be yours. Please rate and review the show on iTunes. It really helps other people find the show and helps uh, our show get noticed. Um, please follow us on all uh, forms of social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Just search Potadelphia. Um, if you have some extra time in your podcasting day, please check out the whip around our sister show. Uh, and we'll be back at you uh, Monday morning uh, where we uh, recap the week that was with the Phillies and, and basically scrap the team because they, uh, they lost the game to the nationals today and uh, it's over. It's over. We thought it was going to be great, but it's, it's over now. Have a great day at work, everybody. 